0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Yesterday I spent time on the decline of our schools and I had a discussion last night with a very fine man in Phoenix. I spoke last night in Phoenix, Arizona and happily I was able to get back and here I am at the studio and I have been begging people to take their kids out of the schools, most of the schools at in any event, because, well, the most dramatic, well, there's no such thing as most dramatic. One truly dramatic example is in Vermont, where the school district, where Burlington, Vermont, the largest city in Vermont, to the best of my knowledge, is located, sent parents a letter To fifth-grade parents, dear fifth-grade families and caregivers, we will be using the following language with students, person who produces sperm in place of boy, male, and assigned male at birth, and person who produces eggs in place of girl, female, and assigned female at birth. Now... That is truly damaging that we no longer, that a major school district uh, speaks of uh, the, doesn't speak of boy and girl, male or female, man or woman, but sperm producer and egg producer. So a very intelligent good man that I was speaking to in Phoenix told me, look, that is it's uh, your point is very well taken on these matters, but it's it really really hard for people uh, to take their kids out uh, and homeschool them. And he gave me the example uh, one example that he knew well, actually his own, I think. And it was that you know his high school kids uh, want to play the sports uh, of their school and to the best of my knowledge you're not going to be on a football team although you might be i if you have a homeschooling situation let me know what does your teenage homeschooled child do for organized sports it, it, is there is there even a possibility of them being on a football team uh, for example and he he really lamented it because he is watching, and this is a wonderful man, and a, a committed conservative, and a practicing Christian, if one can use the term, uh, a religious Christian, faithful Christian, whatever term you wish to use. And he uses uh, he, he uses the sports of the school. And his child has that. And I had no answer. I mean, in in my internal answer, well, I expressed it to him, but my internal answer is that looking back at his life, if his child does turn out to say sperm producers rather than males and egg producers rather than females and all the Things that accompany that, then uh, he will look back and think, "Gee, it was it might have been worth my kid not having organized sports and coming out normal." But uh, I raise this because I am so emphatic on, on the need to take kids out of many of these schools. And the difficulty that uh, obviously so many parents have in making that decision. Uh, I, I told you that I have begged parents who are now grandparents to say to their child that they will pay their child the amount of money that they have lost if one of them now goes to work and doesn't do it full time. That, that is a, a real possibility. A lot of grandparents have more money and certainly less debt than their children do. The children, that is, the parents of their grandchildren. So I wanted to cover that. I, if you have been able uh, to have uh, organized sports, I mean, he was telling me how affected his child is this this man this is a, a not only intact but to best of my knowledge a a really a good quality couple the husband and the wife i know bo- i know them both and they they're just really worried and they have every right to be i don't know who isn't worried if their kid goes to most public schools, certainly in any big city, and even private schools in any big city. What is my answer to them on on that issue of the organized sports? I mean, it is really sick uh, what is happening in all of these school districts. As I reported to you yesterday, in Las Vegas, they have equitable grading, the fifth largest school district in the country that you don't you don't get grades based on your performance but on on your progress you can't get under a 50 how do, how do you like that you can't get a 40 on an exam <laughs> as i said yesterday a hey, can i can i apply that to my workload even if i show up to work 0% of the time I get fifty percent of my salary. <laughs> I, I, is it, why? How is that possibly different from what the Las Vegas schools are doing? The the wrecking of what that which is beautiful, and then the other school report that I gave you yesterday, where uh, they they consider learning how to play strings, violin viola, cello, to be a form of white supremacy. So when Japanese orchestras, who are terrific, South Korean orchestras, terrific, the solo uh, uh, violinists and cellists from Asia who win all these worldwide competitions, are they engaged in white supremacy? Do these these morons at the school even know that... Uh Asians play with the same proficiency and often better than whites. This is, uh, I, uh, we're losing we're losing our mind. I mean we're not only losing our moral compass. People are losing their minds. Uh More Park, California and Lori. Hello, Lori.
1: Hi Dennis, Hi. how are you today?
0: Okay, thank Hi.
1: you. Hi, I wanted to let you know. I'm, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are aware. For the the gentleman in Arizona, there are I homeschooled my children uh, preschool through 12th grade, and we had a, a private school in the area that allowed us to use them as our umbrella school, and we also played sports with them. So it was a tremendous provision, and I maybe you can encourage other private institutions to open that up to homeschoolers because it, it, does, it does make an impact for them to be on organized sports teams. And um, my daughter did theater there. They did robotics there. They did mock trial there. So
0: let me understand this. If your child is not enrolled in a, in a given public school, they can still take part in its activities?
1: That was through private school. I don't think that the public schools have the same provision. Uh, I see. But, and, and how yeah, many private, private? How many pri-
0: is, Was this, Do you have any idea if this was an exception? This private school.
1: No, I. I don't think it's an exception. However, in the climate, it is getting more difficult for private schools to do that. Unfortunately, but it. I do know the one that I was with um, out here in Simi Valley. They closed that homeschool program, and I'm. I'm, I'm working there now, which is ironic, but, but I'm, I'm trying to, to see if, you know, if there's any way because there's so many people that want to homeschool and they can't afford private and there's a reduced tuition when you're part of the school but not, you know, going to the daily brick and mortar. Um, there's an overseer. They file your affidavits for you. They are considered a, a student of that private school, um, and they are allowed to take classes if they prefer. Uh, but here. All right here. Right. All right.
0: All right. All right. All
2: right. Got to take a break. Forgive me. This was important. Every day when I pass a mirror, I still can't believe it. It's me. I'm looking back at myself. I never thought I'd be this fit again. But 42 pounds ago, I decided to take control of my health, and with the help of my PhD, weight loss and nutrition. I'm so glad I did. The program is simple. Dr. Ashley Lucas and her amazing team customize a plan for your body to make it simple. They even provide 80% of your food at no additional cost. They treat your entire person as one. Dr. Ashley believes that all change starts with the mind. She'll help you to change your behavior when it comes to food and think differently about food so you'll never gain the weight back. Give them a call right now at 864-644-1900 and they can answer all your questions. If I can do it, you can do it. Whenever I'm down, so, I call on you. I spoke to last
0: night in Phoenix and I spoke to a Christian dad, he and his wife, uh, are concerned about what's being taught in the school that their kids go to, but he has n- no answer, so I inferred or heard from what he told me about his teenage son who just wa- you know wants an opportunity to play sports. So do any of you know? So that's why he's not homeschooling his kid. So let's see uh, what you have to say. Cincinnati, Ohio, and Chris, hello.
3: Hi, Dennis. Hey, love your show, and uh, thank, thank you for dispensing wisdom. Thank you. So, yeah, um, so we both homeschooled and s- subsequently sent our kids to private school, and the sports thing is always a question. Um, even in our private school, uh, we're not able to offer a lot of organized sports, uh, but what we do um, gets pretty decent participation. So um, first thing I would say to this gentleman is consider your priorities. How important is it that your son participate in that as opposed to the character and education that he's going to get um, in his environment? Now, that said, to look at sports opportunities in Ohio, um, uh, homeschool students can participate in the local government school sports. Um, The requirement is they either have to take one or two classes at the government school, and then they can qualify for playing on the local sports team. Uh, that's one option. Another option... Uh, forgive me one second. Is,
0: how how can you enroll in a school and take one or two courses?
3: Uh, I don't know if it's a special thing just in Ohio, but that's what they uh, allow folks to do. Like So the, the kid shows family up family. for
0: two hours and then goes home? Yes. All right. The, the problem, it seems to me that it's very tough on the kid. He, he goes in and he's the only one who doesn't stay the, the rest of the day. I I have some sympathy for the kid in that case.
3: Yeah, well, and and again, it's the drive, right? So we have a a family. They homeschooled all 10 of their children. Um, One of them was a very successful baseball player, uh, played on the local government school um, team and thrived there and did very well. And it wasn't a particular issue in, in his case.
0: Right. Well, did he go for one or two hours? Yes, yeah, so I see. Uh, huh. to at least show up for all a right. Class, yeah. All right. All right. Listen, thank you for that. See, I could see it being a tough thing for a parent to say to a fifteen-year-old, fourteen-year-old. I'm taking you out of school. I, I it, it would seem to me that you have a much better chance if you start homeschooling much earlier. But a lot of people are awakening to what the schools are doing now when their kid is in high school. So that's the question, what do they do? And a lot of you listening don't are not raising kids. Your kids are, are grown. But your kids may well be raising kids. So this has to be of sublime significance to you as well. And if you have no kids and no grandkids, it should be of sublime interest to you because you're worried about the country. What What are we going to do uh, in in these uh, in these instances, Sonora, California? Mike, hello.
4: Yes, sir. Um, I I am really at odds with this because, again, you pay taxes. You've got to pull them out. You've got to bend over backwards. Nobody wants to seem to to strike, get, get five, six hundred or a thousand parents and say, we want the people off there, out of there. And we don't want this anymore or we're not going to send any of our kids back to school. But nobody seems to want to. Uh, that's the only way you can get done in numbers. And I'll give you another quick example. Bud Light. There's a salesman lamenting how he's going to lose his job. Too bad. I mean, nationwide, they could go on strike and say we want the people out that are on the top that caused this or we're not coming back to work. And that would be easy to do. 50,000, 200,000 people on strike, no beer? Are you kidding me?
0: Yep, yep, yep. But,
4: but well. you know, we're all bending over backwards. We're just going to – got to homeschool. There's no sports. There's nothing. You know, I don't have kids in school, or I'd be down there and I'd get people together and say – we want these people off our board, out of here, and we want this off the curriculum. I mean, the, the the woman gender thing. Like I said, I heard the other day when people are at work and a man comes in dressed up. Now he's mad because people are staring at him. You can't work in your workplace. It's it, it it's just a disaster. That's right. But We got something well, in numbers. Numbers.
0: Yeah, people need to fight. People people are afraid of fighting. And I don't say that as a criticism. And and the people in, in Burlington, Vermont, I, I'd like to know the parents of the fifth graders. Are they on board? I mean, there's got to be a certain percentage of parents that thinks this is terrific. My son will no longer my daughter will no longer say boy or girl, man or woman, male or female but sperm producer and egg producer? My fifth grade daughter will start speaking like that, my son. You've been reduced to a sperm producer? And anyway, if you believe in trans, there are female tra- uh, sperm producers, so that doesn't tell you a damn thing. I don't even understand how, how the Burlington, Vermont school district I- is rationalizing this to themselves. Men are not sperm producers. Women are sperm producers too, and men are egg producers. Uh, um, uh, uh, I, I don't know exactly how they got around that. Fifth grade, my friends. Fifth grade. I, ha- I the letter has been printed, has been photographed and printed. Is on the internet. This the, the, uh, by the way, the article was from NBC News in Burlington. It's not even from a conservative site. I would do anything to talk to fifth grade parents in Burlington, Vermont. We will continue. You're listening to the Dennis Prager Show.
3: The Dennis Prager Show.
0: Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with My Pillow is launching the My Pillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free offer with promo code Prager. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener's Square to the buy one, get one free offer. Enter promo code PRAGER or call 800-761-6302 to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. I want to solve a big problem the despicable things your child is being taught at schools, you must take your child out of those schools. If you want to take over the school boards, I admire that tremendously. My view is that even if you run the school boards, it will be very, very hard to tell the teachers not to call boys sperm uh, producers. Not uh, you, well, Will you order the, the teachers? Let's say you take over people who think Rationally take over a school board. What will you do? We will. We will. We will insist that teachers call students, boys and girls. How will you monitor that? What if the teachers refuse? You know how hard it is to, to fire a teacher. I want you to take over school boards, but. There is only one answer I know of that would actually cause the, the revolution we need. Hundreds of thousands, ideally millions of kids, leave their schools. Then they don't get funded. Money matters to teachers' unions far more than children, and that is how it operates. Bud has gotten rid of, at least temporarily, the fools who decided that it would be a really, really good thing to feature a guy posing as a woman on a beer can. That, uh, that has backfired. It's backfired because people stopped buying the product. Bud Light sales have gone down. The whole company's income has gone down. Right? They didn't take over Bud. They withdrew from Bud. That is, in most cases, in some cases, the takeover is necessary. Elon Musk took over Twitter. He opened it up and didn't use it to censor. These are the issues, uh, in my opinion. So in light of that, I'm asking what this man asked me last night in Phoenix, Arizona. What do I do? Take my kid out and he doesn't play sports anymore? And I didn't have an answer. So I'm asking you folks. Homer, Alaska. Deborah, hello.
5: Hi, Dennis. Hi. I'm a huge, huge fan. Thank you. I'm really, ner- I'm really really nervous. Oh, <laughs> um, I understand I that. Both- I homeschool both my children. Um, I use the help of a co-op. Um, my son is graduating this year. My daughter graduated in 2020. And I just want to share with your audience um, to check out your school district and find out exactly what they require. I don't know about other school districts. Um, our school district, you, you <clears throat> enroll as a homeschool student, and there's organizations um, affiliated with the schools, with the district, that you enroll with them. They've got even counselors that you can use. Um, so my students, my, my kids were enrolled in the school district, my daughter, as a freshman homeschooler, full time homeschooler. Um, I'm sorry, I'm nervous. Um, played- you're
0: sounding fine, by uh, the way. She- don't don't worry. You're 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 doing great. Go on.
5: Yeah. So she um, she was up until through freshman year, she'd been homeschooled all except for second and third grade. And as a freshman, she was um, a varsity on one sport, team sport. Um, went to state. And in a second individual sport, she went to state and also. Okay, so explain
0: explain to me what what these are individual sports. Uh, what, no
5: one was a team. She all right, so
0: good. All right, now, I want to know about the team. The team belongs to what institution?
5: The high school, our public high school.
0: So, and a, 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 all and right. So, school a school previous school. caller said that in order to do that, you had to take courses at that school. Was that the case here? or with you we, we are in
5: my you are enrolled in the school district but you are homeschooled and so all of her classes were at home actually we used a co-op there was, we had a small co-op of any you know year to year it would range between you know 6 to 12 students um which I highly recommend finding other families of course and, absolutely uh, and but, if you pu- pull together... Um, all right, so so walk her. me
0: through this. So your daughter played what team sport?
5: Uh, she was pitcher. Uh, she was uh, softball. Softball and team. It, she,
0: so she was yeah. on the local school, public school softball team. Is that correct?
5: Correct, correct. A very accomplished team.
0: Okay, so and hold on with me. Football. I want to walk through this. The reason I'm spending this time, folks, is if this is the best answer to the problem of, of leftist indoctrination, we have to know how to do it. I can't just advocate something without the details. Okay, here we go. It's the happy, 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 happy end. Yes, it is. Hey everybody, every Friday since 1999, the 20th century, which included World War I, World War II, the Vietnam War, and communism. A hundred million killed. That's a bad thing to note on a happiness hour. Now that I think of it. We really, 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 really need. We really, 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 really need. Yeah, the happy make the world better, the unhappy make it worse, and your child is taught to be unhappy at the elementary school, high school, and college, and the increase in unhappiness in America is dramatic, it is the, mo- the highest depression rate among teens ever recorded since they started monitoring depression rates among teens. They should all be listening to the Happiness Hour. You should give them all my book on happiness. Happiness is a serious problem. I don't care if you give them a used edition. I'm not talking about royalties. I make a fine living without depending on royalties for my happiness book. But I want them to read it. That's why I wrote it. Well, now that I've mentioned the book, it's interesting. Look at that, a picture of my book. Where can people watch this show if they're so inclined, John? You watch this show on... Salem News Channel. Channel. SNC. I write in the forward to the book that the book is dedicated or directed to your mind. That's it. All of my happiness hours have been directed to your mind. Why do I mention that? Because the topic today is you can't be happy if you are ruled by your emotions. And that's it. I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) That's it. That subject in and of itself has become so large in my life, in my perception of reality. I, I did not know until recently, which is uh, a, an amazing thing because it, it's so obvious now. The vast majority of people are ruled by their emotions. That's how powerful emotions are. You ever see him rob? The mob is is completely emotionally driven. That is why you cannot follow your heart. The warning of following your heart, the biblical warning. Not only for moral reasons, but for happiness reasons. The seat of happiness is your mob. Yes, your mind is the only thing that can overcome your emotions. Emotions are this gigantic, powerful monster. And it can only be fought, this monster, by the mind. That's, That's it. People who become sober from whatever addiction it was that was ruining their lives or their life, they do it because their mind concludes one day, I want a good life. I want a better life. I cannot follow the monster. Now, emotions are what make us human. I fully acknowledge that. But that which makes you human should not rule you. That's the point. 1 8 Prager 776. If any of you have overcome the emotional power, the monster, as I call it, with your mind, either through this show or through your own work or through 12 Step or whatever, I, I want to hear from you. People need models of how to do that. It's so, it's so ubiquitous. Did, did you ever hear the phrase, he's his own worst enemy or she's her own worst enemy? You know what that means? If you actually did some exegesis on that, on that line... You would, you, you would know what that means. It means he or she is ruled by his or her emotions and so becomes his or her worst enemy. Whenever you have a feeling, this is what you should do. Acknowledge the feeling and then say, how should I act as a result of that feeling? That is the way to control your feelings. You have a feeling, you get angry at somebody. So now, that's fine, you get angry at somebody. And it might be a fully justified anger. But what you do about it is separate from how you feel about it. There's a Hebrew phrase that you know somebody, and I have said this before because it's really brilliant. One of the many aphorisms that have shaped my life. So even though you know ninety-nine percent of you know no Hebrew, you'll you'll enjoy it. You could it's a play on Hebrew words. You can know somebody in Kiso, Kaso, and Koso. You acknowledge they all say it sound similar. That was the reason for This aphorism Kiso means his pocket, Koso means his cup, and Kaso means his anger. You could tell what a what a person is by how he deals in monetary matters, that's the pocket, how he acts when he drinks, that's the cup, and how he acts when he's angry. In other words, I learned through this aphorism, you can't let your emotions dominate you, especially the third one. How do you act when angry? When you sometimes hear about, I mean, to give an extreme example, you sometimes hear about some anger on the highway, right? Guy gets out and shoots another guy. It's, it's obvious, correct? He, he acted completely on emotion. Let us even say he was right, and the guy cut him off, and then gave him the finger. Okay, neither of those is a capital offense. <laughs> and so we shot him. And sometimes it takes less provocation to shoot somebody. This is not taught to young people. Nah. Control yourself. Well, I had recently come across and somebody was called a misogynist by a left-wing woman. Called a misogynist. Why? Because he said... Or she said, I don't even know, it might have been a woman who's accused of being a misogynist. And what the person said was, girls need, which I have said all all of my life, girls need to be taught to control their emotions. Boys, uh, everybody knows boys need to be taught to control their sexual predatory nature and their physical aggression, their violence. Now, boys have to control their emotions too. But emotions are a more powerful factor in in the female than in the male. Which is a beautiful thing when it's controlled. And it's a monster. It's an atom bomb when it isn't. And how many people are taught that from a very early age? We're taught rather follow your heart. What does follow your heart mean? follow your emotions act on your emotions 20. this is a, a key to happiness every suggestion i have given in 23 24 years of the happiness hour is dedicated to your mind that is the seat ultimately of happiness When it comes to your family's health, proactivity is key. With the world becoming increasingly unpredictable, you can't afford to take chances when it comes to your health. Introducing the Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit, the gold standard solution for your peace of mind. Inside, you'll find eight critical medications like ivermectin, amoxicillin, Z-Pak, and more, accompanied by a comprehensive and easy-to-follow guidebook empowering you to take back control of your health. From tick bites to COVID to extreme bioterror events, you're covered at any time. The Wellness Company's Chief Medical Board is made up of none other than Dr. Drew Pinsky, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Harvey Risch, and more truth-telling doctors who are committed to building a parallel health care system. This medical emergency kit will be your lifeline. Visit twc.health Prager. Use the promo code Prager for an exclusive 10% discount. Secure your family's health today with the Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit. Hi everybody, I'm Dennis Prager the Happiness Hour. So it's in the preface to my book on happiness happiness is a serious problem. So it needs to be reemphasized. This is a very long-standing thought of mine on the subject of happiness. That happiness is a The seed of happiness is the mind, not the heart. And that, that's a very big mistake because if you let your heart direct you, then you cannot be happy. End of issue. You might have moments of happiness. Everything that I have said and written on happiness is mind-directed. I have been told more, more about one chapter in my happiness book than any other, and it's fascinated me. The one, well, let me see. The, there are three chapters that most affect people. Uh, and they are the moral obligation to act happy, and ultimately strive to be happy. Uh, not having expectations, because the more you expect, the less gratitude you will have. And The Missing Tile Syndrome, it's, it was fascinating to me. How many people have cited that chapter, The Missing Tile Syndrome, which I have done on the air, not in a while, in a nutshell. I learned this from a person who spoke to me and said, Dennis, every time I walk into a room, all I see is hair. The person was bald. It was a bald man. And that was a brilliant insight and that's where I began my understanding of the missing tile syndrome. All you see is what you are missing. So that's an emotional state. Women who want to get pregnant see babies all over the place. Fat people see skinny people all over the place. Short people see tall people all over the place it's endless whatever whatever your missing tile is. So my advice is either fill the tile. I know someone very well who got hair transplant and it seems to have worked. Great or just make peace with it and know that for most women, It's not going to be an issue if that's what's your greatest concern. Many other aspects of a man are appealing, and I speak as someone with all his hair, so I don't have any personal axe to grind on that matter. So this is what you do with your emotions. This is really good advice. Monitor them before anything even before you, you can't control them if you don't identify them. So in any given day, this is is my emotional reaction to X, Y, and Z. And then once you've isolated your emotional reaction, that's more than half the battle. Identifying the emotion. Then ask yourself, What do I do about it? How do I act? You will be a happier and finer human being. It's a big bonus. You'll be happier and you'll be a more good, decent person. How much am I saying out of emotion? How much am I doing out of emotion? And is that what I want to say? And is that what I want to do? If you can do that, you have achieved a great achievement, if that is not redundant, in your life. There's actually one line open. How did that happen? 1-8 Prager 776. All right. Let's see, my friends. Uh, Joan in Lakewood, Colorado. Hello. Hello.
6: Hello Dennis. Thank you for taking my call. Um so this morning I listened to um, Salem and um George Brocker talked about how this terrible thing has happened in our community. We had um three teenagers who lobbed um landscape rocks out of their truck onto moving cars. And they did it seven times and then the seventh time they killed a woman.
0: Yep, yeah, I followed that story. I looked at their pictures, and I was staggered that they they can find fun in in throwing uh, huge rocks through windshields as people are driving. I mean, that's that is. I was a teenager too, and I remember, and I'm, I'm not proud of it, but I, I did this in eighth grade, not, not when I was a teenager. But I threw a snowball when the bus driver opened the the bus, or he was stopped. I threw a snowball at him, and I'm by the way, I'm, I feel guilty to this day. But that's uh, the th- if you'd have said to me then, oh Dennis. If you think that's fun, let's throw rocks at drivers. I would. What are you out of your mind? Uh, and these, and of course these, they weren't twelve; they were eighteen. No,
6: they were eighteen. And the part that has been very interesting to me is that when they originally started out on this spree, um, they went to get their rocks at a store nearby, and um, this one boy who was with them. There were four boys originally. Um went to the bathroom and he came back and he watched them loading these bricks they they're landscape rocks I mean they're not they're not small, they're like five pounds and he looked at them and he looked at these people and he said, Take me home. Now, this I think should have been some kind of signal to these people that what they were doing
0: was all right, not- well, anyway, I'm with you, and I'm going to report on this next week. How do you attach it to the happiness hour?
6: Um, I want listen to it every Friday because um, there is so much stuff out there like this that I just um, relate to you. And I sincerely believe this comes out of some kind of anger, some kind of I've got to do things on TikTok to be noticed. I, I, I just don't know what the motive is for somebody to do something like this. Right.
0: I don't so- either. I, I, I hope, I hope we, we learn a lot about these boys. Do you realize these boys, they ruined their lives. They obviously, to say the least, ruined the life of the the woman that they murdered or killed, if you prefer. That woman's family and friends are ruined, and every one of the families of these three boys, boy, if that's not an example of being ruled by an emotion, hey, it looks like fun. Looks like fun this is not the best way to lead a life.
7: God help me get away, break the chains and sit. Say-
0: Hello my friends, Dennis Prager, Happiness Hour, talking about happiness. This is another critical happiness hour that you have to separate emotions from behavior and if emotions rule you, you can't be happy. You can't be good and you can't be happy. So here is a really good task. If you take this seriously, it will change your life radically for the better people will like you more as well. That's a bonus. You get an emotion, identify it, identify the emotion, and then say, now what do I do about it? If you can separate emotions from the rest of your life, from reason, from thought, from behavior... I'm not saying you should never act on it. You you make that decision, but your mind makes the decision, not your emotions. That's why you don't follow the heart. That's the whole point. Okay, this is a big. Uh, this is a very big issue. Uh, all right, let's see, my friends, Klamath Falls, Oregon. And Diane, hello.
6: Hi, Dennis. How are you?
0: Well, thank you.
6: Um, Two things, uh, a couple of things I I wanted to say. First of all, I'm curious about the the difference between joy and happiness. And I guess I kind of thought of myself as a cup half full person. And um, I've had a lot of losses in my life. And as a evangelical Christian, I am. Um, my focus in my life is to try to redeem the losses. You know, I, if if I've had a loss, I'm going to try to minister to somebody else that has had that loss. But I, I asked, had somebody ask me once if I was happy, um, and I had to say I'm content.
0: Okay, so you all right? So so excellent. All right. There are two separate issues here. There is no answer to defining happiness or defining joy. So I'll give you my subjective, because you can only give a subjective response. Joy is ongoing, uh, or excuse me, joy is momentary and happiness is ongoing. That's how I would look at it. Uh, uh, Others might have the exact opposite definition but one, so for example, I spoke about the joy I had at my younger son's wedding uh, almost exactly a year ago, which took place at my older son's home. And it, the, the amount of joy I had is indescribable. But I, am, I have an ongoing happiness irrespective of these joyful moments. So that's how I would distinguish between joy and happiness. Okay? Okay. All right. Anything else? Uh, Half full. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned half full. That's correct. If you expect your coast to be full, your coast. Isn't that funny? I'm using the Hebrew word because I did that coast thing earlier. That's the way the mind works. If you expect your coast to be full. (laughs) I don't think I've ever done that before. Just out of nowhere, using a another language word. <laughs> Cracks me up. It probably doesn't make a single one of you crack up, but it does crack me up. Anyway, if you expect your cup to be full, uh, how do I put it in a scientific way? You're screwed. Back in a moment.
2: I'm on alone long
7: to and twisted Since I said it ain't you it's me and Girl you cried but I
2: insisted That what could be
0: That was a dramatic call. Another intense hour on the happiness hour. Are you ruled by your mind or your emotions? It's so easy to be ruled by one's emotions. Both in the macro and the micro. Now, this is the happiness hour, so it's the micro. But in the macro, clearly, I mean, the amount of evil done by people being governed by emotions that's the human being you're not human if you don't have emotions and you're a monster if you're ruled by emotions <laughs> how's that uh, that's another truism got to got to remember that one too Let's see, what was that? You're not a human without emotions and you're a monster if you're ruled by them. Yes, with my trusty fountain pen. You know how many people comment when I pull out this fountain pen? You know, sign something or autograph their book. Okay, let's see. So many good calls. Mordechai in New York City, hello. Hi, Dennis. Hi.
7: I'm really happy to be on your program, and I'll take an opportunity quickly to wish you a good night of Sabbath.
0: Thank you. He wished me a good Sabbath. Thank you. Very welcome.
7: Um, I'm, what I wanted to say to you was um, the idea of happiness for me, personally, is happiness for me is a state of mind. And why do I say that? Because whenever I'm, I'm not happy all the time, there's always something around the corner that bothers us, but whenever something's happening to me that kind of is disturbing me, I just think about the things that I have in my life that are good for me. I have a home, I have children, I have a wife. My
0: friend, I am so happy I took your call. Forgive me that I can't talk. The, the point, uh, I have a whole chapter in my book. On exactly what he said. You cannot be happy if you don't keep perspective. Mordecai, thank you, and Shabbat Shalom to you. That is exactly right. It's a perfect call to end the hour on. He appealed to his mind when he felt sad. Good luck, everybody. And now call in on any subject under the sun.
4: The Kings send out a line of Wayne Gretzky along with Luke Robitaille and Dennis Prager. Gretzky wins the face-off. He gives it to Robita. Robita gives it to Dennis Prager. Here's Prager to center ice with Gretzky. Two on one break. Gretzky back to Prager. He stumbles
0: and falls. It's not possible to overstate the joy that brings Sean McConnell. I can't say ditto. All right, everybody. It's the line. This is you. This is the hour, whatever is on your mind, this is the hour, about you, about me, about life, about death, and of course about cigars, and audio equipment, and photography equipment, and fountain pens, and classical music. We don't get many, we don't get yeah, that is impressive, I agree. After after 15 years, it should have been etched in my memory. Yep, everybody, what is on your mind? If I don't take your call, don't be offended. Uh, I should do an hour on the happiness hour on the ease with which people are offended. Can't be offended if it isn't personal. Well, I guess you can be, but anyway, people choose how much they should be offended. Okay, let's see here. Let's see what's on your mind. Hmm, a lot of things are on your mind. Let's begin in Tallahassee, Florida with Tim. Hello, Tim.
2: Hey,
4: Dennis. Uh, Tuesday you said that a large percentage of scientific research was not reproducible, and therefore if it violates your common sense, uh, you don't need to take it seriously.
0: No, no, I didn't... Wait, wait, forgive me, um, forgive me. You're right on part one. I think you're conflating two different things that I say. So uh, I'm happy happy that you're called, and I'm obviously continuing with you. I read an article in... I think it was in the Wall Street Journal. It was a reputable article about the amount of cheating going on in scientific studies wherein a, a serious percentage... Are not replicable, or or uh, the or the other, or, or not deniable, so that they're they're not valid as studies. The other thing is that I have said for years that my view of studies, and I don't mean scientific studies. You think I know anything about pancreatic cancer? I meant studies like you know people say, people think, people do. Uh, I I my motto is that. Uh, Generally, overwhelmingly, uh, uh, either they confirm common sense or they're wrong. But those are separate issues because a scientific thing has nothing to do with common sense.
4: So what I wanted to tell you is that there's a couple hundred journals out there that all you have to do is pay them and they will publish your research and they don't review it except to make sure that you have not violated patient confidentiality. And um, people publish... Journals like pharmaceutical companies simply to get stuff out there that there's stuff works, and you know, there's a big difference between those journals which doctors don't take seriously and big randomized trials in major medical journals that go through extensive peer review. So, just because I know that's an extremely
0: important important point you're making, the article I don't know if it was about specifically scientific as opposed to other things, uh, like anthropological studies, sociological studies, and the like. So, uh, uh, anyway, I thank you for making—I did not know that. Thank you for calling. I did not know that there are journals that will print something if they're paid to print it. I I mean scientific journals. It certainly makes it hard for the layperson to know what to trust. But uh, look, I, look, science has done itself, scientific groups have done themselves a disservice. Lancet has editorials on, on whom to vote for? W- w- what does that have to do with anything? Lancet well, it is the most prestigious science journal in the world. And, and they start editorializing on American elections? It's a British journal, uh, 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 which makes it even more ironic. If they're, if they're that committed to commenting on politics, it's very hard for sober people to think, oh, it has no effect on their scientific reporting. And I'll look up because I, I, I did note a few pieces in Lancet that weren't scientifically accurate because of bias, because of political bias, not because they simply made up scientific error. Okay, let's see here. Tenafly, New Jersey, and Stan, the famous Stan of Tenafly. Hello.
7: Hi, Dennis. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, my big thing is, is,
0: is as, as I mentioned before,
7: is humor, and I don't think that in your happiness is a serious problem book that you really uh, address. You're humor. 100% uh, right. I didn't.
0: <laughs> You're right. And I th- So what would you like me to have said? Watch a funny movie? I'm not, I'm not kidding you. What, what would you have no, liked that no, I recommend?
7: When people laugh, when there's funniness, that affects their mental being. That affects their attitude. Right. And
0: that I, I'm, I'm with you. That. So, and But what, what can I recommend? What if somebody doesn't have a sense of humor?
7: Well, you, you whether you're not you have a sense of humor, as I discussed with you before. That in the old days, with uh, uh, you, you corrected me because I said red skeleton. You said I pronounced it wrong, or Georgia, yeah, because you or, said skeleton. I know, I know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> I think that th- there has to be more humor injected, and maybe we need in the schools humor and laughter and And other things to get people's attitudes and get them thinking more positive and that that has to get into the happiness hour, and that has to get across
0: the country because well we don't
7: have this we don't right have
0: all right we well, we do have it, but it, not as much as we used to because there's been a war on humor because all humor this was explained to me, and it's brilliant. What is it? All humor has two things. Oh, yes. Surprise Surprise and a victim. (laughs) But as soon as there's a victim, somebody will say it's insensitive or bigoted or whatever. Now, there are jokes that are malicious, and I'm against them. And there are jokes that have victims, even ethnic jokes. If it's not malicious... Yes, it was Tom Giacent. Yes, he's a terrific comedian. All right. Anyway, I uh, agree with you. That does help in life. There's no no question. Uh, Lynchburg, Virginia. Linda, hello, Linda.
5: Hi,
6: hi, Dennis. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I've been listening to. Can you hear me? Yep. Hello. Yep. Okay. I've been I've been listening to the uh, pro choice arguments, and I don't understand why nobody is just simply saying, when they say that, they, that the law doesn't have a right to tell you what to do with your body, that's exactly what the law does. The law tells everybody what to do with their body. We yeah, but all
0: right, but you can't, all right, you're, you're right, but you can't make that argument in a secular society. It won't work. If, if,
6: okay, well, can you, can you simply say, oh, why well, won't it work? That's interesting. Why well, won't
0: it work? Oh, it won't. It won't work. It it works among those who believe in the Lord. Uh, obviously, it, it would be like if somebody. It, it, if I were doing a talk show in Morocco, and somebody called and said, "Well, all you have to do is tell them that Allah said X, Y, or Z," but what if you don't have that view of God as as Allah, uh, through through Muslim eyes? So we. We who are religious can't make arguments. We can make the argument that without God, there's, there is no good and evil. There are only opinions of good and evil, an argument I make all the time. But we, on any given issue, we have to be able to make a secular argument. I don't understand why the secular arguments about a, a child that is not born are not dispositive. I, don't, I, I it's one of those times where common sense and science dictate that that has worth. And you can't say it's only worth what the, the mother in whom that baby resides thinks of it. That, that would be, it's unique in the world. Your worth is, is decided 100% whether you live or die by one person. Uh, why, why is that? a rational, secular argument, especially at the time of viability. But even before that, a woman doing what she wants with her own body is a complete non sequitur. It's not her body. That, 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 that argument is, is simply foolish. It's dishonest. It's another body.
2: Hello, everybody.
0: I'm Dennis Prager. This is the hour you called in and set the agenda with whatever uh, is on your mind. Okay, Richard in Phoenix, Arizona. Hello. Uh, thank you, Dennis.
8: Listener since 1983. Really? I, so you uh,
0: began with me?
8: I did in 1983 when you were uh, during your your midday. Uh, I'm sorry, your evening show, uh, seven to nine, Monday through Thursday. Wow! Yeah, I was studying for the outset. Huh. Um, anyway, it was great. Um, so on on Tuesday, you were talking about the interpretation of um, the words of Jesus, in which he said, "If you uh, look at a woman with lust in your heart, you've committed uh, adultery." And um, well,
0: if you look at her with lust, you've committed adultery with your heart.
8: Yes, correct. Um, and uh, the the interpretation that you receive from the other person, I think, is incorrect. You have to see the big picture, and if you look at the surrounding verses, you'll see it clearly. Jesus was not primarily a lawgiver. He was not a law interpreter. He came as a savior, so and that's important because he was to prepare human souls for eternal life with God. His main purpose is to wash away sinfulness by his sacrifice. So, when he said, you lust after a woman... Uh, you commit adultery in your heart. He's basically saying, don't think that just because you haven't committed the physical sin of adultery that you haven't sinned and you, you don't need a Savior before entering eternal life. Don't think you're going to make a le- technical legal argument and thereby reject my gift of salvation because you think you haven't sinned in that regard. Right. So
0: what my, my hour devoted to those two verses, Matthew 5, 27 and 28, was to say that... I. I have every reason to believe that the translation lust is, is not accurate, that he actually said "covet," And then I would agree, uh, in fact, with what he said. You have committed adultery with your heart because "covet" means wanting to take possession of something that belongs to another. That's why the word is the same as the Tenth Commandment. The word Jesus used in Matthew is the same Greek word as in the Tenth Commandment, do not covet. But, but covet is not lust. The Tenth Commandment was not written in Greek. It was written in Hebrew. I know, but he but it's used, the same word is used. I Of course it's written in Hebrew.
8: Okay, But he wasn't so,
0: speaking in Hebrew.
8: Yeah, If you look at the NIV, the um, ESV, and the uh, NET, and a lot of the other major research translations, they have correctly changed the word, Uh, Kill to murder, you know, like in the fifth commandment. I know. I pointed that out my whole life. Go on. That's right. Sixth commandment. Yeah. Or sixth commandment. Sorry. They get that right. They don't, however, change this. Right. They were Uh, looking carefully at it. Yes. It it, it is
0: odd to me, I have to say, uh, and I think the reason is it is so deeply embedded in in Christian thinking that the word is lust that to abandon that belief would be a rethinking of a certain theology of lust uh, i don't the i believe that my claim linguistic claim actually <laughs> defends jesus because i don't see how it is possible for a heterosexual man to look at a uh, sexy woman and not have a lust feeling and or a homosexual man to look at an attractive man and have it it's not societally induced god built it in us right so in effect it would it i i have always heard it as the most natural it's like if you uh if you crave yummy food it is as if you have uh overindulged in food or or something i mean my analogy is not perfect but we're we're built to want food and we're built to want the attractive object of our sexual desire but you but if you start thinking of taking her from uh, her husband then you have in fact committed adultery with your heart and i agree with
8: that i think we agree there it's worth looking however and i'll leave, leave with this um in the same ch- uh, chapter chapter 5 of matthew Verses twenty one and twenty two and twenty three, he uh, Jesus says, "If you are angry with your brother, if you're angry enough to want to kill him, that's the same as you know, that you're subject to judgment, as if you were to have murdered him." So the point is that he was trying to say, "Look, I need to help you by cleaning off thoughts like those. That if it were not cleared, you would be a right I, in again
0: I, again. But that doesn't invalidate my, my point. And so too, my 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 listener." As it were, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking in Jesus' name. So too, just as if you want to murder, if you if you covet and want to take away a woman, so too you have committed adultery. Because there's no basis. He he has bases. He he was a Jew. He has bases in the Torah for what he's what he is saying. That's what he was familiar with, and the and for that matter, the whole Hebrew Bible. And and. He is therefore he is in effect repeating the tenth commandment. Is the way is the way I understand it. About if you covet your neighbor's uh, uh, wife, then in fact you have committed adultery with your heart. And as I said, I agree with that. But if you lust after a woman, just lusting, now a lot of Christians, when I raise this, have said, "Well, you can, you can." Uh, find a woman sexually attractive but it doesn't mean you've lusted okay so i admit i don't see the difference between sexually attractive and lust now then they'll say well lust is when you you, you um, preoccupy yourself with lustful thought about her okay fine i understand that that's that that may well be true but the instinct is a lustful instinct Lust is a, is a is sexual desire. I don't understand something is sexually attractive, but there's no sexual desire. That's uh, that's really a distinction without a difference in my mind. And I think we have to be real. I don't think we do religion a favor when we when we st- strike the non religious as not being real. And I've had a lot of success in in convincing non-religious people to take religion seriously. And I think a big part of it is that my arguments are grounded in reality. Well, so it's a very, uh, a very important topic. You should all see my video, He Wants You, I've done about 55 videos out of the 550, one out of 10 for PragerU. So nine tenths are not done by me and shouldn't be done by me. And I'm very proud of them. I've worked very hard on all 55. But I think the one I'm most proud of is He Wants You, about how a a woman might healthfully react to, to the fact that her man periodically looks at other women. And I'm not talking about staring, looking. Back in a moment. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. This is the Whatever's On Your Mind Hour, the third hour of my Friday shows. Okay, here's... Okay, uh, Wayne in Reno, Nevada. Hello.
9: Hello, Mr. Prager. How are you doing today?
0: I'm well. Thank you.
9: Uh, uh, this is a topic that's been a frustration of mine for, uh, for a period of years since I've been uh, subscribing to your PragerTopia to uh, be able to listen to it, listen, have the flexibility to listen to it when I want and uh, on the basis also of it being commercial-free. But intermittently... Occasionally, there are commercials that aren't properly edited out of the show. And I can give you a couple of uh, recent examples that occurred last week on April the 17th. Uh, at, uh, on the second, pro- second hour of the program at the 10 minute and 40 second mark, they didn't take out your uh, commercial for uh, Nick Growich to buy gold. And at the end of the third hour, they didn't remove the uh, prompt that uh, states that the uh, show is brought to you from the Relief Factor
0: Well, okay. Studio. All right. So uh, there are two issues here. I don't frankly think that to say it's commercial free and for you to hear that this show is uh, coming to you from the Relief Factor studio the Relief Factor studio is at most two seconds. Uh, if, they, if they just said the studio and dropped Relief Factor, it would save a, a one second. So I think that's a bit uh, picky on your part. If they do miss the removal of commercial on occasion, then you have to chalk it up to human error. I and And Sean, in my headphone just now, humbly apologized. In fact, he, he's going to send you an autographed picture of himself.
9: <laughs> that would be 12.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that'll be what? 12? I said
9: that would be 12. Oh, that'll that'd be, be swell. 12. Okay,
0: you're a good man. Okay. <laughs> Sean, you owe him a picture of yourself, all right? Just like, all right, all right he- hello? Okay, yeah, stay on and, and give the uh, screener your your address. By the way, it's a great recommendation for me. Uh, it's a, a great segue for me to recommend to you uh, Pragertopia. You can hear the show anytime. A lot of stations carry two, not all three hours. Uh, you don't always get a chance to hear all three hours. You want to hear another hour again. You, wanna, you want another person to hear the hour and commercial free. It's all at pragertopia.com. And plus, Pragertopia Plus is everything ever broadcast basically, like decades of the happiness hour and the male-female hour. Okay, and now coming to you from the studio, <laughs> does that count? No, 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 he, Sean is saying is think... fair. That's why you owe him a picture. I think the one in the uh, in the swimsuit is the one that it, he would most appreciate. But that uh, that's your call. I've been in negotiations with Bud Light. Yes, you're in negotiations with Bud Light. That is awesome. Let me say this, Sean: If your picture were on a Bud Light uh, 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 beer bottle or well, or well, can, I would buy. Beer. I would start drinking beer. Okay, just want you to know that finally there would be something to push me to alcohol. By the way, I'm not opposed to alcohol. It, it, it's, it's its own subject. Alcohol does an incredible amount of damage. I wish society warred on alcohol as much as it did on tobacco. I think it, I, from the beginning I said, you know, no. Is anybody killed by a smoking driver? I mean, it, it, we are really. Uh, how many kids are molested by by drunk relatives? as as opposed to smoking relatives nevertheless uh I'm for the legality of drinking and a lot of people drink uh drink quite uh responsibly okay let's uh, now let's see here uh anaheim california chris hello chris
9: uh yes sir, dennis it's wonderful to talk to you thank you um...
0: Uh, by the I'm way, you even said out. that before you talked to me. Uh, uh, so that's a <laughs> real compliment.
9: <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's great. Um, l- listen, now, uh, I was at the um, Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile uh, evening uh, a couple of months ago, isn't it? Um, yes. All right. Hold on. Is-
0: I realize I have to take a break. I'm, I'm keeping you on. You're you're not gone. You're not gone. Relief. Oh, wow. Coming to you from the studio... <laughs>